and welcome to Shepherding Talk. This is Aaron Kimple. Great to have you with us today. I'm going to share with you a discussion that I had with my fellow preacher, Ruben Prevost, here at the Dallin Road Congregation. We talked about boundaries. It's a great book by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Hope you enjoy this discussion that Ruben and I have on boundaries. Oh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Monday Night Bible Study. Uh, today, you don't really, we don't really have any special guests. It's just me and, and Aaron uh, this evening. That's right. No, I'm kidding. This is going to be a great study. I'm looking forward to it. Aaron is, um, he's doing his his study on boundaries, and that's going to be a really exciting study. Aaron, why don't you, why don't you tell us tell us a little bit more about that? Well, Ruben, it's good to be with you. Uh, yeah, we're starting a new quarter here at, at Dallin Road starting on March 5th. Uh, if you're not a member at Dallin Road, uh, we invite you to come if you're in the, the area. Uh, we're starting a new quarter of Bible classes. So Ruben is going to teach a class on Psalms. And so we had a class, we had a Monday night study on that last week. Uh, I'm going to teach a class on boundaries, Max Dawson, one of our uh, elders, he's going to teach a class on uh, Bible authority. So we have really some really good classes for adults as well as we always have great classes for kids as well. We just want to let you know about that, but kind of do an introduction to uh, some of these classes that we're doing. Uh, this class on boundaries has to do a lot with relationships and learning when to say yes and when to say no. A lot of it comes from this book uh, that if I can get it in front of the camera, there we go. Um, this is by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Uh, many of you are familiar with this probably. This is a great book. A lot of people have, have read this book. Uh, and so I would encourage you to buy that. Uh, it's such a helpful book in, in learning to set boundaries in relationships. Again, when to say yes, when to say no. Um, and, and the biblical basis behind that. This, this book, Boundaries, has a very good biblical basis as to the reasoning uh, into why we need to set these boundaries, what are boundaries, and how do we do that in family? How do we do that with technology? How do we do that at work? We can't answer that all tonight. We're going to try our best to do that in 13 weeks from March to June, but uh, we still can't answer all the questions, but we'll do our best. Well, awesome. I'm excited. And so, yeah, if yeah, you're watching and you're, you know, living in the, the Beaumont area, come and take that class, man. I would take that class if I wasn't teaching Psalms. So uh, <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a really good class. I think it's something that a lot of people need. Uh, a lot of us need. We, mm -hmm. we kind of wonder how to negotiate those boundaries. And so it seems like it's going to be something really good, really special. And so, Aaron, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. Why don't you take it away okay. with your, uh, yeah, with your first section? Well, one of the things we can see uh, in the in the Bible is is God sets boundaries. I mean, He does that for nations. Uh, he determines the pre-appointed times of their boundaries and dwellings. Acts seventeen. He He is the one who laid out the boundaries for the nation of Israel uh, in Genesis fifteen. Uh, he's the one who decides kingdoms and nations and and where they're going to live and where they're going to rule. But He also did that for individuals, <clears throat> even for the nation of Israel, as He laid out their their physical boundaries for their nation. He also laid out boundaries for where people would live, and He expected uh, people to keep that family inheritance and pass that on to their kids, and so that that family land, that family property, would always be in a family so that rich people couldn't come along and oppress the poor and take away their property. Uh, so that he, God set up those boundaries, and he was very strict about that. He says, don't move your neighbor's landmark. I mean, today we have nice little GPS surveys and stakes in the ground, but then they just had big rocks, and those were the boundaries that, that set off your property versus mine, or maybe it's this tree or, or this fence post, but, but that's, that's my boundary. Uh, and he says, don't move your neighbor's landmark. Don't, don't encroach on their property. And so that was God. You know, you can see that in Deuteronomy. You can see that in Proverbs. We're not going to read all of the specifics. You can look that up on your own. Uh, Google can be your best friend sometimes. So, but, you know, just God set boundaries. Well, I want to give you a, a, a good example of that. <clears throat> and so I want you to look at 1 Kings because we're finishing up a class on 1 Kings in our auditorium class, as many of you, those of you who are in my class, you know, uh, we looked at 1 Kings 21, <clears throat> and Terry Matthews taught this class on um, Naboth's vineyard. And in 1 Kings 21, uh, this is in the days of Ahab and Jezebel. And uh, some of you may be familiar with Ahab and Jezebel, but Ahab was a very wicked king, and Jezebel made him worse. She was the queen, 
And really, she was the king of Israel. We can see when you read the Bible in 1 Kings that Jezebel was the one who ruled the kingdom. But what we see in this story is an example of somebody who understood boundaries, God appointed boundaries, and respected them, and then somebody who violated and crossed those boundaries. So in 1 Kings 21, uh, Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard in Jezreel beside the place of Ahab, king of Samaria. So Ahab is the powerful rich person. Uh, Naboth is just a regular guy who owns property that God gave him. And after this, Ahab said to Naboth, Give me your vineyard that I may have it, that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is near my house, and I will give you a better vineyard for it. For if it seems good to you, I will give you its value and money. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. The Lord forbid. And he did. That would have been illegal, according to the law of Moses, for Naboth to sell his property to Ahab. It was for Naboth and his sons and his sons after him and his daughters for an inheritance forever. That was God's promise and God's law. And so those boundaries were set. Well, we see as you read the text, and we won't read any more of that tonight, you know, but if you <clears throat> if you read through that, you can see that Ahab threw a, a, a grown-up fit, and Jezebel says, well, aren't you the king? So she takes over and, and creates a conspiracy and falsely accuses Naboth and Naboth and his, he, he are killed. Uh, later, when you read Second Kings, you read more of the story. It wasn't just Naboth who was killed. Naboth and his sons were killed. They removed the family and killed them all and then took their property. So uh, here is an example of somebody who had boundaries that were set by God. And they said, I, I'm going to stay within these boundaries because this is what God set for me. And somebody who violated it. And then Elijah the prophet comes to Ahab, and he's punished. Ahab and his family and Jezebel, they're punished by God for crossing someone else's boundaries and violating what God set up as sacred. So, you know, if we just get, that's just one kind of microcosm. That's just one example of this whole broader picture of boundaries, but we can see the principle there. And that principle, we're going to see that applied in so many other ways. We can't get to it all tonight, but uh, there are so many ways that boundaries um, are crossed. There are God-appointed boundaries. Sometimes it's my body. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Well, sometimes someone violates that through physical or sexual abuse. And because that happens, we don't know how to set boundaries because because we have been used to people violating our boundaries, and so now we don't know how to do that, right? So people have to learn how to do that. Um, there are other ways that boundaries get uh, crossed in marriage um, or at work. Sometimes maybe you at work, you're doing someone else's job for them, and you're doing your job and their job. Well, there's a boundary that hasn't been set. Something's broken there, right? Sometimes that happens in the church. Uh, so what I want to do is uh, pause for a moment. Uh, I want to ask Ruben if you have any uh, additions or thoughts to that. Before we get into, we're going to go to the Garden of Eden. We're going to talk about God and boundaries. So Ruben, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, it's just thinking about that, uh, the Naboth and Ahab example. It's like you would have thought Ahab would have known. This is something that God has set in stone mm -hmm. for a long time since they mm -hmm. entered the land. Since before they entered the land, each family, clan, whatever, is going to have their own portion of the land. And that was such a big deal to God. Yes, it was. And you see it throughout the entire story. And so, yeah, you have a God-appointed boundary there where God has appointed this boundary. And Naboth understood it. But the king, well, he either didn't understand it or didn't really didn't really care and was really across those boundaries. And so you've got two attitudes towards boundaries right there. Someone who either doesn't care or doesn't understand, and then someone who gets it. Yeah. Um, I preached about this the other day, Ruben, and I don't know where to fit this verse in, but I'm just going to say it now. But I preached about this the other day in first, you know, first Peter. Peter. Peter says, let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief or a or an evildoer or a busybody or meddler. And I think of each of one of those as crossing boundaries, right? I can think of murder as I've crossed your boundary and I've taken your life. A thief, I've crossed your boundary and I've taken what's not mine. You know, I'm a meddler, I've crossed into your boundary and then I've taken 
I, I got involved in your stuff and your things and your business when I should have just minded my own. And, and Peter says, don't suffer for crossing boundaries. I mean, yeah. that's what I see there. Now that I'm, again, as I'm preparing for this material, you start seeing it everywhere. Right. You know, we don't, we, we don't suffer that way. We shouldn't live in a way that makes life that way for other people. So we need to, res we can't be an Ahab. We, we, God doesn't want us to suffer the way Ahab suffered for doing evil and crossing people's boundaries. Yeah. So we need to learn to respect others, but I think we have to respect our own too. So, yeah, exactly. All right. Take it away, brother. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to Genesis. And uh, so if we go back to Genesis, you know, chapter, you know, one and two, again, we're just surveying here. <clears throat> so it's not, you know, you'll have to do more in-depth study on your own later, but you go to the Garden of Eden and... I know many are, as you're listening, you're probably familiar with this, um, but God created expectations and I'll keep saying it, boundaries. He created a garden in Genesis and he put the man in to tend and keep it. That was the man's responsibility was to tend the garden and to guard it. He was to be the guardian of the garden. Uh, he was to be somebody to set up boundaries himself. He was to protect the garden. Uh, and God set up the woman to be a helper suitable for her husband. Her responsibility in there was to help her husband obey God. And God gave them a responsibility to not touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's a, there's a boundary there. God says, you can have all of these nice, wonderful things, but you can't have this tree. This tree is off limits. That's, that's a definition of a boundary. This tree is off limits. You can't have it, and if you have it, you'll die. Well, the devil comes in the, in the garden in Genesis 3. They eat of that, and what happens? They, are, they have a broken relationship with God. They've crossed the boundary, so God holds them accountable for that. And now he sets up actually another boundary. He drives them out of the Garden of Eden, and he puts a cherubim in the way uh, to guard the way to the, uh, access to the Tree of Life. And that picture is carried throughout the Bible, whether it is in the, in the tabernacle or the temple imagery that I know, Reuben, you've talked about so well over the, over the, the years about um, you know, hyperlinks and, and the story of the Old Testament. Um, but God set a limit there. Okay, there's a limit. There's a boundary. You can't cross that. Um, and also, along with that, there was expectations and there were consequences to crossing boundaries. Um, with the, with the uh, tabernacle, there, you, couldn't, you couldn't get close to it. When they were traveling, they had a certain distance. They all had to keep away from the Ark of the Covenant. Um, when they were at the mountain with God, there was a boundary there. They couldn't come near it. Not even their animals could come near it, lest they uh, die. And so um, God had set up limits and boundaries. So we can see God is, is a God of, of boundaries. God is a God of, of, he has set up lines you don't cross. I mean, the, the Ten Commandments, think about it, <clears throat> are boundaries. Saturday, he made them stop working. That's a boundary. You don't lie about other people. That's a boundary. In other words, you don't make up false stories about other people and spread it. That means we put a boundary around our mouth and our ears because we're not part of that. Uh, we're not coveting. We put a boundary on our heart. Uh, I don't commit adultery. That means there's a boundary there. There's a limit. My wife is my wife and someone else's wife is not my wife. So there's a, there's a boundary there. So you just think about how God with his laws, with his word, with his words, he, he is setting up limitations. Uh, there were ways you treated your neighbor, um, and there were ways that you didn't treat your neighbor. There were ways you treated the poor, and there were ways that God expected you to do things. So there, there were, God was a God of limits and boundaries. And so what we have to understand is we're talking about this concept in our personal lives. God is, first of all, a God of boundaries and so we, we want to lay that foundation. I know we could do so much more with that and, and, and do more study on that, which I will in the Bible class. Understand just from the beginning, God himself is a God of limits and boundaries. So I'm going to stop there for a moment. And uh, Ruben, if you wanted to chime in and then add anything. Yeah, I think um, another story I think about that, you were talking about God is a God of, of boundaries, and you were talking about the... Um, the mountain, Mount Sinai, and then you were talking about the tabernacle as they were traveling through the wilderness. And I thought a little bit about Nadab and about mm. you and what mm -hmm. they did and how they approached 
God when they should have known better. And it's yeah. interesting. I think Leviticus 16 gives us some more insight into what they what they did. Uh, in Leviticus 16, um, we see God speaking to Moses. And the, the text says there in verse 1 that the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of two of Aaron's sons when they approached the presence of the Lord and died. And so this happens, you know, there's a break. Uh, Nadab and Abihu is earlier, much earlier, in, well, not much earlier, but it's in Leviticus, what, 10 or 11. And this here is Leviticus 16, where, uh, and so we see there's a break in the story, but here Leviticus 16 picks up the story. It says in verse 2, the Lord said to Moses, tell your brother Aaron, he may not come whenever he wants into the holy place. Whenever he wants. Behind the curtain in the front of the mercy seat on the ark, or else he will die, because I will appear in the cloud above the mercy seat. And so that sort of tells us what Nadab and Abihu did. Oh, they entered the most holy place behind the curtain where they shouldn't have been, and they should have known that they shouldn't have been there because that's been God's operating standard since Mount Sinai. Moses and Aaron can approach, and the rest cannot. (laughs) And it's like— I'm writing that down. Because that is huge, and it made me think of several other things just now about how I want to use that in my class, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so that's sort of been the way God has worked since Mount Sinai. Moses and Aaron can approach, and everyone can't. And it's like like Nadab and Abihu are trying to say, well, how come Dad can approach? How come I can't? How come we can't approach? Well, we're going to do it anyway. That's the attitude I imagine that that they had. But God had set that boundary very early on since Sinai. And Nadab and Abihu, you should have gotten it. But they didn't. That's right. Yeah. And how many other examples, right? You have the King Isaiah who tried to come into the holy place. He was struck with leprosy. Well, I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, God struck him, you know, as a trying to protect the ark boundary. Right. But that one, I like that in in, in Leviticus 16, because it's like, you can't come whenever you want to. Yeah. Now I want us to think about that. And, and this is, this is what happens with, with Bible study, you know, where we're just, we're going to get and maybe I'll um, go down or go down and I'm going to chase this rabbit, Ruben, because <laughs> I really like this concept. For instance, you know, if, if I wanted to, and this is one of the things that is addressed in the book and boundaries, because he talks about a whole chapter on technology and boundaries with social media and technology. Yeah. Ruben, if I wanted to come and talk to you physically 300 years ago, what would I have to do? You'd have to make that trek. I'd have to come to your house, wouldn't I? Yeah. Right? Well, now, I mean, we have, anyone in the world has access to us. Yeah. And in, well, okay, so here you go. So, you know, this this thing says I have access, someone has access to me 24-7. Yeah. Well, I want you to think about that concept of Leviticus 60, because we're going to talk about this in the boundaries class. We have made ourselves so accessible to people. And sometimes there is a time, not even Jesus was accessible to everybody 24 seven. And I'll show, we can show you biblically that. Right. And, and I'm going to show you biblically that Jesus himself had those limitations, which we'll get to in a moment. But the idea, God says, you just can't come here whatever time you want to. So if we think about, there is a time for, let's say mom and dad, there's a time for mom and dad to have their time alone from the kids. And the kids have to understand that. Yeah. There's a time, like Anna used to do this with, with the kids, um, especially the first three kids, you know, and, and she's just like, okay, we're having quiet time. So for an hour, they went in their rooms and they were quiet. And mama got a break. There you go. There are times Anna and I had a date night in the bedroom. So we like, we go in there and we go order a pizza and we get a movie and oh. it's all right. You can't come. Well, we want pizza. Sorry. <laughs> you know, we want to watch the movie. Sorry. You, so you understand, I'm just thinking about that verse. There's, there's a, it is okay. If God did it, we can do that too. There's a time for even Jesus to get away into the wilderness by himself to yeah. rest. And I think sometimes we fail to talk about that and we become martyrs. Listen to me, people. We become martyrs thinking that we are God's answer to the whole world. And even Jesus, who literally the world revolves around him, Colossians 1, even Jesus went away in the wilderness to pray, to get by himself. Just, I, I love that concept. So yeah, thank you for giving that rabbit for me to chase. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was yeah. I was thinking about we Keep in the on. last Monday night study we sort of made fun of Jeff because uh, we were uh, Dustin was talking about a lot of the stuff we talked about were with some of Jeff's material, Jeff Wilson, and how he right. like doesn't respond. And I've picked up some right. of that because I I did that training program over there where I will be like I will know my phone has went off and I will feel my wrist vibrate and I'll be like. Well, I'll get to it. And then I forget. And, mm -hmm. you know, then I have to like right. get to it in the next couple of days. But there, I mean, there's a point where you're just like, I'm doing something important, whether it's spending time with my wife mm -hmm. or kids or doing some personal yep. study for whatever. And I'm just like, well, I'll get to that later. So. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that I really want to focus on in, the, in, in this study. Sorry, I pop from Norton. Like, leave me alone. I'm trying to have a video recording here. Stop popping on up. boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, but anyways, you know, uh, Jesus um, to go along with to, just just to, I guess a segue into our next yeah, section, and and uh, and you can stay up here on the screen with me, you know, with because we talk about this, Ruben. You know, as you think about uh, Jesus. Um. I want to talk about three specific things. I'm just going to mention them all at the same time, but I want to talk about Jesus and his boundaries because now Jesus, Jesus is God and no, no one mistake me. Okay, Jesus is God. He's all God and all man. Okay. I believe that with all my heart and that's what I teach, but Jesus became flesh, right? I mean, yeah. John one, yeah. the word exactly. became flesh and dwelled among us. So that by definition tells us that Jesus was limited. He was limited to skin. Yeah. That's actually, you think that's kind of silly, but boundaries talks about there is a, there's a skin boundary. That's a boundary to me. Yeah. And again, when I come back to physical and sexual abuse, that boundary has been violated, right? And right. so sometimes people have a hard time learning the boundaries because as a young child, their boundaries were violated. Yeah. But Jesus, Jesus became flesh. So he's limited by space, time, and matter. Yeah. All right. So I want you to think, help me think about this, Ruben. I know I'm kind of just throwing this out on you, but how was Jesus limited in his ministry by space, time, and matter? What are some things you can think of? Well, I mean, first of all, Jesus didn't go everywhere. So there's just your, your spatial aspect to it. Um, mm -hmm. He, for the most part, stayed within sort of th that region of, of Israel. Sometimes he went out to Decapolis and in those areas. But for the most part, he spent a lot of time in Galilee. Uh, a lot of time in those areas mm -hmm. around the Sea of Galilee, or a little bit of time in the, those other areas like Decapolis around the Sea of Galilee. And then he went down to Jerusalem twice, and that was about it. So he didn't go everywhere. No. No. And so uh, you think about space. So again, Jesus was in Capernaum, but while he is in Capernaum, he's not in Jerusalem. While yeah. he's in Capernaum, he's not in Decapolis. But when he's in Decapolis, he's not in, right? right? So he was limited by space. And to get there, he walked. Yeah. From everything we can see, right? He walked. Right. He he didn't apparate like Harry Potter. Although yeah. we do see a couple times, yes, we know Jesus just appeared. Right. But most of the time, he stayed within the limits of his flesh. Right. I mean, he chose when to break those boundaries. But, I mean, he most of the time stayed within those boundaries. So he's tired and he sits down by a well. He's thirsty. He's limited by matter. His body can only do so much. Remember yeah. he said there's 12 hours in the day. So Jesus didn't work all day. I mean, 24 hours. He slept. He was asleep in the boat in the storm. Yeah. Um, right. So as we just think about, just go through Jesus was happy. He was tired. He needed sleep. He couldn't be in every location. Um, he's also limited by physical, at, at times, physical ability. He allowed himself, I should say, he allowed himself to be limited yeah. by the physical ability, right? right. There's but only so that. much he could do. Sorry, go ahead, please. No, I was just going to say, we see that Jesus died. And so he literally was limited by yeah. physical ability. He allowed himself to be limited yeah. by, by that. So. Yeah. When the blood's left, blood's gone out of your body, you know, you're not going to do anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and one of the things, as we look at that, I want, I want to say, so first of all, space, time, and matter, that's one point. Also, he's limited by his purpose. Uh, and I want to talk about these really all at the same time because they overlap. He's limited by his purpose because he has an overriding purpose that helps him decide priorities, what to do, when to do, where to go, why to go. Yeah. So there was a purpose. 
there's there's a purpose, there's space, time, and matter, and then there's also an aspect of individual accountability that also helped him set boundaries. What, when did Jesus walk away and why? Why did Jesus choose to go to certain areas and why did Jesus choose to leave areas? It had to do with individual responsibility. There were boundaries he set because of he held other people to a standard. And so then that helped him protect his own boundaries. And that's something that we have to learn from ourselves. And there's so much in the Bible about this. If you doubt me, I just hopefully if you when we just go through this, you can see more and more and more in the Bible about how even Jesus himself set boundaries. I yeah. want to look at one example. Um and, and, and while we're turning to Mark, did you have another thought there? We're gonna we're gonna look at um, Mark one. I did, but it doesn't really fit. It was just one I thought because oh, okay. of something you said. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I'm um, okay with that. Well, you know, I was thinking of like the parts of the law that people have questions about, like, why? Why is this wrong? And so, for instance, if a man and a woman have intercourse and they're unclean for a certain number of days, or after pregnancy, mm -hmm. a woman is unclean after a certain number of days, or after any sort of discharge from both a man and woman, they're unclean mm -hmm. uh, for a certain number of days. And people are like, why? 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 Or, is that any of that sinful? And that's not, that's not the idea. I think all of those are a breaking of boundaries. And so when a person's skin is breaking down, like when they have leprosy, that person's unclean. Um, if you have mildew on your walls at your house, mm -hmm. a priest goes and mm -hmm. checks it and, and tries to, to clean it, and then they check again, and if it's not gone, they, yeah. they just burn the house because it's unclean. Destroy but the house, that's right. All of those things are breaking down of walls or boundaries. Yeah. Right? All of them. And it's like yeah. God's trying to teach a lesson. It's not It's not, It's not. not that those things are sinful. It's just God's trying to teach us a lesson like stay within the boundaries, even with those very physical acts that we recognize God is teaching in the old law, the old laws of two. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, um, when, when a woman was in her menstrual cycle, man was not allowed to sleep with her, right? You, yeah. you couldn't have a sexual intercourse during that time. And that was a law, you know, also I was thinking of this yesterday, actually going along with what you said, Ruben, I was thinking of the, um, they weren't allowed to farm with mixed seed. Yeah. They they boundaries. weren't they weren't allowed you know they weren't allowed to to make a garment of two fabrics. It's not right. like God cared about cotton versus polyester, you yeah. know. But but He was teaching that concept, like you said. Yeah. There's a distinction that needs to be made. There's a boundary that needs to be set here. In that, what He's teaching a greater principle. Yeah, it's like a parable. Sabbath. Mm hmm. Yes. There's there's a Sabbath. There are just some things you don't. And again, maybe I'm I'm crossing the line. I don't know. But like boiling a goat in its mother's milk, that one always gets me. But there's something about that that was unacceptable. You've crossed a boundary. Yeah. Right. And so I just think about all of these examples in the Old Testament that God was trying to teach to discern good from evil, the clean yeah. from the unclean, and that's what the priest was to do. That was one of the main goals was to discern and teach good from evil, clean from unclean. Those all involve boundaries. Yeah, yeah. like you said. Very good. Mark chapter one. Um, can you imagine, uh, and, I, and I've said this in sermons and classes before, but you know, Ruben, I, 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 it, I just ache when I think about it every time. You're watching a group of people come to Jesus with leprosy, yeah. cancer, whatever, heart disease. Um, they can't talk. They can't walk. They can't hear. They can't see. Uh, they got demon possession. And here's a whole city of people coming uh, to Jesus. And I want you to notice, you know, verse 35, well, verse 30, verse 34, he healed many who were sick with various diseases, cast out many demons. Verse 35, rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. Notice space, time, and matter. And, and there he prayed. He, he got away. Uh, he got away and hold on, talk about boundaries. My phone was not on vibrate. I don't think there you go. Either. <laughs> okay. So rising very early in the morning, verse 35, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desert place. There he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him, Simon, Peter, they searched for him and they found him. And they said, everyone is looking for you. Now I'm going to stop there because sometimes we read passages of Jesus. When Jesus came to be a servant and, and we read those passages and we preach those passages and we believe that. And we say, Jesus said, give to him who asks you. And from him who asks, don't turn away. Right? Jesus said yeah. that. And sometimes we'll take that too far, farther than even Jesus meant it. 
Look at Jesus. Everybody is asking to be healed, but did he heal them? No. The answer is no. He says, let's go to the next towns. Why? That I may preach there, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. So he went somewhere else because he had a greater purpose. And so that is something, when we think about time, space, and matter, he's limited as a human being. He's chosen to take that form, right? So now he is limited by that. And because he's limited by that, he's teaching us that he has a greater purpose that overrides any immediate need. I mean, again, how hard would that be for any of us to walk away from all those hurting people? But Jesus did because of his purpose. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And so there is a prime example of boundaries with regards to to our Savior. Yeah. You know, we were talking about this, we were talking about this before, how, you know, some people may consider that mean. Mm -hmm. well, it's not mean. And no. if, you know, we might, if, if we say that, it's almost like we're making ourselves more righteous than, than Jesus. Yeah. Even so. Jesus said no. Yeah. And that, that, by the way, that word <clears throat> is a boundary. And that's something in that book that, that Dr. Cloud and Townsend talk about, Dr. Cloud and Townsend talk about is that word, no. We don't say that well. A lot of us, I should say me and other, we, we say yes, 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 yes. Well, okay. Um, no is a boundary and there's yeah. a time to say no. Even Jesus here said, I cannot because he chose to take. Yes. Okay. I, I can hear it. Someone's going to say, well, yes, he could. Yes, Jesus could right now at this point, say the word and everybody would have been healed. But did he do that? Right. He could have, but he yeah. did not do that. Right. He chose not to. He moved on because he's teaching us how to live as humans within space, time, and matter yeah. and to understand a purpose. Right. Okay. That is throughout the Bible. Right. And then, uh, so the third thing, so um, again, these are all kind of overlapping, but so he's, he's limited by space, time, and matter because he chose that. Uh, he has a purpose that's, that he has to follow, but then there's also personal accountability um, that, that also is part of this that um, there are times that Jesus walked away, and you can see this. He walked away from Nazareth. They tried to throw him off the cliff. He walked away. Um, people in, in the Galilee area rejected him, so he went to Decapolis. He went to Tyre and Sidon. I mean, yeah. uh, people in Jerusalem tried to kill him, so he, he went beyond the Jordan to Idumea, to Perea. You know? yeah. um, so Jesus, Jesus walked away, and in, in, in there's a great chapter, and there's a book called, um, I know, Ruben, you're familiar with it because we studied Sacred Marriage by Gary, Gary Thomas. Gary Thomas wrote another great book called When to Walk Away, and he talks, mm -hmm. one of the chapters is walk, walk Away Jesus, and he just lays out the biblical, I mean, it is, it is there. You cannot deny it. Right. All of the times that Jesus walked away, and he left them and went away. And he teaches his disciples. Now, again, this is, this is difficult to hear. But Jesus himself in Matthew 7 in the Sermon on the Mount said, don't cast your pearls before swine and don't give what is holy to the dogs. And, and then in Matthew 10, he says, if someone won't listen to you, shake the dust from your feet. So I'm not saying that we should rush to that point. Right. Right. But, but anyways, those are boundaries that Jesus set for himself. And those are boundaries that Jesus expected us to set. There is a time to realize we need to move on to somebody else because this person is not taking individual accountability and we need to go to somebody else who will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. I got nothing to add to that. I thought that was great. No, that, okay. Well, so if you just think about those three, I mean, we could talk about so many more, but just Jesus expected people to take individual accountability and he did. And, and so <clears throat> Jesus, when the people, the, the, the people of Galilee weren't listening, he went up to a, to a Gentile woman in Tyre and Sidon yeah. and healed her demon-possessed daughter. He right. went to the Decapolis and fed 4,000, right, like you've preached about. Uh, and so um, he went over there and healed people um, so that they would see and hear, right? Yeah. Um, but that, that is Jesus showing us that there is a time to hold people to an individual standard. Yeah. Let's, let's make this, let's make this practical, uh, even more practical. Um, well, okay. Moses, 
these are just some more examples I'm going to just rattle off for you, and you can study these on your own later. But these are things that we're going to be talking about in the class. Moses in Exodus 18 okay. was taught by his father-in-law Jethro that he was doing way too much, and he was he was he was taking on responsibility that wasn't his, and he wasn't allowing other people to grow really. And yeah. so he had to delegate authority to all those to those men uh, to to delegate those responsibilities so that Moses could focus on the really hard tasks that only Moses could do. Right. Uh, and there's just a statement there by Jethro, right? He says, you're, you and the people, you're going to wear yourselves out. Right. Yeah. So there was a there was a lesson of I'll, I'll make this point real quick, Ruben, then I'll just pass it over to you if you have something. But, you know, um, space, time and matter. I want some of you know this because you've you've been through it, but if you don't regard the boundaries of space, time, and matter, they will find you out. If you wear out your body huh. by giving and giving and giving and giving to the point where you are you are sick and exhausted and burnt out, okay, space, time, and matter will have their way with you, and that sometimes happens with moms. It happens yeah. with church leaders, right? Yeah. And that is something is if we don't respect these boundaries, they'll have their way with us, <laughs> yeah. right? In the same way, the land rejected the people because they didn't honor the Sabbath with the land. Yeah, yeah, that's such a that's such an important uh, concept, I think, especially for a congregation, a congregation like ours. Really, no one should be wearing themselves. Mm -hmm. No one should be wearing themselves out um, doing the work. You know, we, mm -hmm. we talked about this yesterday. Like, we have mm -hmm. 300 people here. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of hands that can be involved mm -hmm. in the work that we're, trying, that we're trying to do. That old statement, many hands make light work. Yeah, yeah, that's and, exactly uh, right. It's like what Max yeah, said in his Together sermon about the horses, those two breeds of horses, how one can pull, one alone can pull like 8,000 pounds, and two together can pull up to 26 or 32, I think. Mm -hmm. He said thousand pounds yeah. or something like that. But yeah. that's that's it. They, yeah. Many hands make light work. That's it. And in that concept, again, this is not we're not creating this. It's in the Bible. Right. It's there in Exodus 18. Um, I remember Don Truex, he preached on this when he was here to the men. And I uh, talked about Exodus 18. And the book he recommended, by the way, was Boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> so um but, you know, that's uh, that concept of it's there in Exodus 18, but it's also in the New Testament. It's uh, with the apostles in Acts yeah. 6. And again, you can study this on your own. We're not going to go dive into that tonight, but you can look at it. There's an example where the widows were neglected in the daily, the, the Hellenistic widows were neglected in the daily ministration. They weren't getting the care they needed. It was a real problem, just like with, a, with, with Jesus. It was a real problem. Those people were really sick. Those people really needed help, but Jesus had a purpose. In the same way with the apostles, those widows really needed help. But the apostles said, it is not right that we leave the work of God, the word of God, and serve tables. Now, both are God's work, yeah. but the apostles had a specific purpose that they had to do. And if they didn't do that, they wouldn't be doing what God asked them to do. So they said, choose out seven men to manage this and take care of this and we'll appoint them for the ministry. So the congregation chose those seven men, Philip and Stephen and all those other guys, and they took care of it. And right after that says the word of God spread. Yeah. Right. That's right. And right there was a boundary. Okay. Yeah. And, and that is something that I, I think that in our, in our lives, we, we just, we, we, the, I've watched Christians and I've done it myself, you know, again, I thinking I, I didn't say that, but as I look back, you, you're, I was acting like I was God's answer to the world. And I got myself physically ill. I got, I got pneumonia because I, was, I preached a funeral with a 103-degree fever, and, and, and uh, I just kept pushing and pushing and going and saying yes to everybody. Well, it wasn't just me that suffered. My wife suffered. My kids suffered. Yeah. Because now dad's sick and home shut down for weeks because of pneumonia. Yeah. Because I didn't set boundaries. That's what I mean is, you know, you watch a mom, she she completely wear herself out to the point where she's physically ill and her immune system shot because she doesn't take, she didn't take care of herself. All right. Why? It, was that something God expected you to say yes to all of those people and all those responsibilities? That's something that I think sometimes that we have to come back to passages like this and say, wait a minute, 
is, is this, is this what God expects me to do? Yes, there is a time to spend and be spent for people's souls. I know those passages are there too, like Paul, right? There's a time yeah. to spend and be spent, but make sure that if you're going to spend and be spent, that you're actually spending on what God called you to spend yourself on. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, that's an important point. There's a time to say, there's a time to say no, because sometimes when we're trying to do the Lord's work and we're trying to do good, we end up wearing ourselves out so much that we're, we end up doing more harm than good. Right. Um, we're ineffective. And, and we, yeah. yeah and, we, we start defeating yeah. our purpose, right? Defeating what we're trying yeah. to do. Sorry. You, you're making me think. You're right. You're talking about more harm than good. Okay. What happens? You know, Elijah, how effective was Elijah in chapter 19? Well, <laughs> I mean, he, he, he wanted to quit and he wanted yeah. God to kill him. Right. He wasn't being realistic. He thought he was the only one in the world. And, and there's a time when we drive each other to, we drive ourselves to burnout that, like you said, we do more harm than good. How, how good is my attitude hmm. toward the church? toward my kids, toward the world, toward God, when, when I have driven myself to utter exhaustion, yeah. I'm not realistic, you right. see? And it's how I treat other people. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's just very, that is so good. That is, we, we need to hear those things. Okay. So Jesus yeah. set boundaries. Um, again, he understood his purpose. He understood space, time, and matter that he had limitations and we have limitations too. God, again, remember, here, here, and I just thought about this. I mentioned the Sabbath. Remember what Jesus said? God made Sabbath for? For man. Not for man. For yeah. I know you know that, Reuben. God made man, not man for Sabbath, but Sabbath for man. Why? Because he knew you had limitation. Yeah. Let's you, your rest, your servants, your animals, your land rest. Why? Because they need it. Jesus, Mark 6, 31, he told his disciples, come over here and rest for a while. Yeah. And so there's Jesus himself saying that. And sometimes we, we're out of balance one way or the other. Sometimes we're all about rest and relax and entertainment and me, 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 me. And there's right. people like that throughout the world and they're in the church. Yeah. But then there's other people who just become martyrs. And to the martyrs, I'm going to, I'm going to, that's who I'm really talking to here. Yeah. Just remember Colossians chapter one, G, Jesus is the one the world revolves around. It's not you. And it's not me. And we have to understand that. Yeah. We have to understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I think you're right. Sometimes, you know, as, as preachers, we get sort of that police syndrome where we're like trying to save the world. Yeah. And it's us. Yeah. Like, we're the, we're the ones. We're the ones we're trying to save yeah. the world. Yeah. But we're really not. And it's not that we're not doing good. It's just but Christ is the one who saves. Right. Mm, amen. So, you know, some other things, uh, I don't know how much time we have left, maybe 10, 15, how much? Oh, we got, we got sure. plenty of time. We're at 46 okay. minutes on the, okay. just since I started recording. Here's a, here's a couple other examples. And again, I would just refer you to Galatians 6 as another example, where Galatians 6 says that we bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. But then that's, that's in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. But then in chapter 6, verse 5, only a few verses later, he says, for each will have to bear his own load. I'm just making a point. Now, there's a lot of things we could say about that passage. The only thing I want to make from this passage uh, is there is, a, there is something I carry for you, and there is something that I can't carry for you. And I want to think about that concept. Let's think about it as parents. There are things I do for my kids because I'm their dad. But there are things that I don't do for my kids because I'm their dad. Right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Like there comes a time where, <laughs> I mean, there comes a time where you're just like, all right, well, now you're paying your own phone bill, right? Yeah, right. Right. They just you come in. You, it's it's to teach to teach important lessons because you're yeah. you're you're their dad, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you want a car? I mean, of course, with us, we didn't, didn't have a lot of money, anyways, for a lot of lot, a lot of years. But it's just like, okay, you want you want to drive, get a job. I mean, yeah. for us, it was of necessity. You want to drive, get a job. You want a phone, you're going to pay for it. You want insurance, you're going to have to pay for it. Okay, and so that taught a personal accountability where, yeah, they went out and they went out and got a job. Jessica, you want a horse? 
when I got a job, she wouldn't paid for it and took care of it. But that, that teaches, that's something I, I, you know, but there are things that I do for you, right? I mean, as a parent, I'm going to do for my kids. My job is to keep them safe. My job is to, you know, make sure there's food on the table and there's things, you know, I want to make sure that I teach in the word of God, but, um, uh, you're going to be expected to tell the truth and to control your temper. Those are things that you're loaded to boot. And there are, there are boundaries we've set in our home where if you sass mom, there's consequences, you know, if, right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's a boundary. Right. And so when you, when you sass mom, or you lie, those are things that are unacceptable. And there's going to be a responsibility that you're going to pay for that. Um, it may be a spanking, it may be a loss of privileges, you know, maybe extra chores, you know, whatever yeah. that is, but you need to be loving in that, but you need to be firm and say, here's some boundaries. And if you don't parents set boundaries for your kids, but okay, this comes back to purpose. What is your purpose? Is your purpose to be their friend or their dad, to be their right. friend or their mom? Right. So my purpose is to be their dad, not their friend first. My purpose is to be their mom, not their friend first. So if my purpose is to be their dad first, then I, re- I have to realize, okay, you're going to be held accountable to these things. And, and that teaches them to set their own boundaries. That helps them to put their own internal boundaries so that when they're 20, 25, 30, they've got those boundaries set because they've been taught what is acceptable behavior and what are limits to behavior in relationships. That starts at home. Yeah. 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 And that sets people up, I think. That sets people up for success. Just understanding the fact that, yes, we, of course, we carry, we carry one another's burdens. But yeah. each person is going to have to carry his own load. And they, I, mean, I again, I think of Rod's lesson on, on judgment. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. stand before God alone. And so that's just the yep. ultimate example of that. Where I can't, I mean, I can't guide you along on judgment day. I can't be your lawyer on judgment day no i mean christ is the one who intercedes so that's definitely not my job but you're gonna have to stand before god on the judgment day right um i can i can uh there are there are things i can and as a husband right um well let me just stay on parents right so let's think about financially there's a time when a child gets in a mess and you help them and that's just what happens we help each other because that's our kids but then there's a time when there's that that I hate to say tough love, I, I just re- reject that because love is tough. So I hate to even say tough love, but it's just the way of the, you know what I mean. It's the yeah. way of the world. So you understand <laughs> what I mean when I say tough love. But so you show tough love to your child. Say you got yourself into that mess. Okay, I'm not going to keep enabling your behavior. You know, um, you know. Like I'll give you an example. You know, this goes to a church as well, not just parents. But we had somebody at another church years ago in a different location. They went to they went to Disney World. They blew a bunch of money, came home, couldn't pay their mortgage, came to the church and wanted money to pay for their mortgage. Church said no, as they should. They weren't in a situation that they got there because they uh, uh, just, you know, a bunch of medical bills piled up, some disaster struck. Right. But that's where we have to understand you have your own individual load. And sometimes this happens at work. Okay. Not just parents, not, not just the church. You know, I mean, you think about... Well, let me say, as far as the church, Paul was clear. There's another boundary. Second Thessalonians three: If a man will not work, shall he eat? That was a boundary Paul set for the church. Yeah. So they were to hold each other accountable to, hey, you've got your own individual responsibility to go out and get a job and take care of yourself. And the church should hold each other accountable to that, right. so that we can help each other who truly have needs. That was Paul's teaching yeah. in Second Thessalonians like, three and First Timothy five. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but at work, right? So if, if I'm, here's where we have to learn this at work. So sometimes I may be the person who just says, yes, 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 yes. But other times, you know what, there's other people at work who will not respect your boundaries. And if you're the person who says, yes, 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 guess what they're going to do? Yeah. They're going to take advantage of that for sure. So we have to be able to communicate. This is my job. These are this, this is the expectations. I can't carry your load for you. Yeah. But. Then there's a time when the per- your fer- fellow person at work is struggling and they got things going on and you carry their load. Yeah. But that's limited, <laughs> right? So yeah. those are all parts of the boundaries. I know we could go in a lot of different directions tonight, you know, or, right. or as we're, as we're talking about this, but um, so many examples, but uh, I think I'll just wrap it up there. But just as okay. we, as we look at this, God set up boundaries. Jesus as a man lived out boundaries 
some of the great leaders of the Bible. I didn't even mention Nehemiah, but you know, Nehemiah yeah. can read him. He had boundaries, Nehemiah 6. You have Exodus 18 with Moses, Paul had boundaries, the apostles, all the apostles had boundaries, Acts 6. It's a way of having a, an expectation. So I guess if I finish this out, <clears throat> I would I would also, when I think about time, you know, let's let's just think about Ecclesiastes 3. There's a time to speak and there's time to be silent. There's a time to hug and there's a time to refrain. There's a time for everything, every season and every purpose under heaven. I just have to remember what time it is. And so there may be a time when I put my phone on do not disturb and have uninterrupted time with my kids. If somebody else in the world doesn't like that, I'm sorry, but I'm going to spend this time with my kids. Okay, that's a boundary. And as we as we realize there's a time for everything, there's a time to give ourselves for the Lord and for his his church. There's a time to give yourselves for your kids. But then there's an also a time when mom and dad are going to go in that back room and have that pizza and a movie and say, this is our time. We have to understand what time it is. And that's a that's a lot of wisdom. And then sometimes there's hard choices. And for some people, that's easier than others, because if you have a personality as a people pleaser, I mean, Oh, I, I'm a, I'm from way back a people pleaser, and it's just you just say yes, yes, yes. And one of the things here, I just thought about something else, Ruben. <laughs> As I was listening to this book, they were talking about this guy who was saying yes to everybody at work, and he's yes this, mm-hmm. yes that. So he's gone eighty hours. He's gone, he's gone all the time, and he kept saying no to his wife. He kept saying no to his kids. And so one time he said to his wife, "Well, I just have a hard time saying no." And she's like, "No, you have a." you have no problem saying no because you have you say no to me and the kids all the time yeah and i'll leave you with that but that that's a powerful thing who are you saying yes to and who are you saying no to all right all right you we, that's such a good point we may be like if we're saying yes to somebody that means we might be saying no to someone else yeah so we need to make sure that we are we are setting the boundaries where god set them yeah all right well, so thank thanks, you, Ruben. Appreciate yeah. your help. Thanks for the study. Uh, it's been really good. Like I said, if you're in the if you're in the Beaumont area or you're traveling through, I know we have a lot of people who are not who are not from the Dallas Road congregation who watch the study. If you're traveling through Beaumont for whatever reason, uh, come and give us a visit. If you're here on a Sunday, come and take this class. It sounds like it's going to be an awesome class, a class that we all need. And so, thank you again, Aaron, for doing that. Yeah, why don't absolutely. you close us out uh, in a word of prayer? All right, thanks. Father, we thank you so much for this time of discussion. We pray, Father, that as we consider our relationships, that we will um, be sacrificial in giving like you are. Uh, Father, we don't want to be selfish. We don't want to focus on just doing our things and our own needs, but we know, Father, that you've set boundaries and limitations, and even your son on earth set boundaries and limitations. And you expected others to do the same. And we pray, Father, that you'll help us to have wisdom to know when to when to set a boundary and uh, when to sacrifice and when to to go off in the wilderness to be by ourselves. Help us to have wisdom to understand those things. And we pray, Father, that you'll help us to strike that that balance, the biblical balance that you have set. We thank you for your love and we thank you for your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. So glad to have you with us. Have any questions, you can email me at Aaron, that's A-A-Ron, at shepherdingtalk.com. Thanks and have a great day.